found the podcast Rock, Pop, and Roll. In this episode, we're going to focus on the peculiar history of one Rod Stewart. It's the 80s output of Rod Stewart, mind you. So to get us to the 80s, we're going to need a quick rollback. Hang on. It will lead us into episode 13 of Rock, Pop, and Roll. Some good and a little bit of bad. Rod Stewart in the 80s. How you doing, Rob Nichols? With you, Rock, Pop, and Roll. And during the 1960s, Rod Stewart, young Rod Stewart, was part of the Jeff Beck group. In 1969, Rod joined the Faces. Now, if you don't know who the Faces are, you need to. Any Black Crows fans out there? Uh, Essentially, the Black Crows were a 1990s version of the Faces. It was a party on stage, swaggering rock band. They were loose, riffing like the Stones. Probably a little underrated in their place on the rock and roll timeline. The Faces. Rod joined them as uh, just as his solo career was kind of getting going, which created, it was an odd dynamic for Rod and the band. The Faces, well-known on their own. Ian McClagan, great keyboard player. Ronnie Lane, he was the face of the Faces for many years, the bass, guitar, and vocals. Kenny Jones, who was on drums, he later joined The Who. He succeeded the, the late Keith Moon with The Who. And Ronnie Wood, Ron Wood played guitar uh, before he joined the, joined the Rolling Stones. And Rod Stewart was the vocalist. It's quite a band, The Faces. Now, Rod had his first solo success with an album called Every Picture Tells a Story and had the hit Maggie May. This is 1971. It's the same year that The Faces had their biggest hit in the United States. The album was called A Nod's As Good As a Wink to a Blind Horse. One of the great album titles of all time. It was their third album. Their second album of that year, 1971. And Rod Stewart's recent solo success with Maggie May was a little bit of momentum that helped the Faces album make it to number six in the U.S. and gave them their biggest hit in the U.S. On the Hot 100, this one got up to number 17. It's raunchy rock and roll. Let's take a listen to some of the history of Rod Stewart before we get into the 80s. The Faces with Stay with me.
rock and roll song straight up right check out the faces if you haven't investigated the faces it's that it's boozy rock and roll ain't nothing wrong with that now Stuart Rod the Mod had a had a, two recording contracts with different labels uh, both as a solo artist and as a member of the faces Now his solo career became more successful than the faces that caused a problem with the band. Ronnie Lane left the Faces in 73. In 1975, Ronnie Wood began working with the Rolling Stones, and so the band broke up. They still left a, a trail of, of great songs, but not hits. And uh, when, this, when the band broke up, that's where Rod's career both took off and kind of fell apart, depending on what you like. Welcome to Rock, Pop, and Roll Podcast, Episode 13. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Rob Nichols. We talk rock and roll and pop music from the playlist of the decade of the 1980s. Directly from the middle of America, we are live on tape in Indiana. Rod Stewart is nearing 60 years in the music business. He's right up there with the Rolling Stones and the Who. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, was inducted in 1994. He's released 32 as of... 2020 he's released 32 solo albums not counting live not counting greatest hit compilations in the past two decades rod has been singing the great american songbook material you know standards that kind of appeal to the older folks but he's also put out some original material in the past 10 years including 2018's blood red roses album original music not that anyone is hearing any of this mind you radio doesn't play this music any anything new by a heritage artist rarely gets played even his classic rock and roll stuff outside of maggie may what do you hear on the classic rock stations that's a rod stewart hot legs uh every picture tells a story not not much on top 40 or adult album or rock stations or classic rock stations there's a handful of good good radio stations out there that do mix in uh, some of the classic heritage artists, their new material with the old stuff. There's a brilliant station you ought to check out. I love it. It's called That Station. It's out of Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, 95.7 FM there. But you can find it anywhere on thatstation.net. The great Chris Edge is the program director there. He's also the morning guy. He spent years in Indianapolis when I was working here in radio. And then he went to Austin, Texas to do radio there. He's a great dude. Check out the station. It's it's good. It's one of the one of the very few, quite honestly, that do it right. There's there's some, uh, but that station.net is is worth is worth checking out. Now Rod has soldiered on. He's kind of underappreciated. Kinda. I mean, he you think Rod Stewart, you know you know the name, a little cartoon character-ish, right? His blonde hair, he's the ladies' man, he's kind of bopping around with a soccer ball on stage. He's 
more cartoon character probably than he's deserved. He's, he's got a long career built on that rootsy, stonesy rock and roll in the 60s and early 70s and some prime albums like, let's give you a little taste of uh, Every Picture Tells a Story. A little bit of a buzz for him. picture tells a story it's a, a great album great album cut back when when rod was uh had a little mandolin to his game as well uh, somewhere along the line though rod stewart morphed into something different than that something different than that folkish rock and roll he he uh he continued to release hits hit and miss stuff in the 80s uh, but, but somehow rebounded and we'll take a listen to it. He rebounded at the end of the 80s. Now, we'll, we'll revisit that on this podcast, the good and a little bit of the bad. Of Rod Stewart in the 80s, what the hell happened? <laughs> After early 70s success with that folk mandolin-influenced rock and roll, Rod had a dry spell in the after the early 70s. No big hits and a little bit of a struggle until he released, well, it was 1976, he released uh, A Night on the Town, topped the U.S., Billboard Hot 100 for eight weeks with a ballad called Tonight's the Nights. In 77, he had a song called You're in My Heart. 
The ballads made him bigger than he had ever been. He was still releasing some some of those rock tunes. The first cut is the deepest was one of them. But Rod decided to jump on the bandwagon, the disco train, with his biggest selling 1978 disco hit, Do You Think I'm Sexy? It was a big change in sound. Critics hated it. It was the beginning of his chasing the latest sounds instead of, you know, continue, continuing to do what he did, his dirty rock and roll. He, he morphed in, into something else. He moved into into the 80s, more of a new wave direction. 1980, he released the album called Foolish Behavior. This was his hit off of that. Passion. The beginning of the 80s new wave disco, Rod Stewart. Top 10. I mean, it went to number 5. He had success with 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 that sound. August 1981, MTV was launched in the United States, and that helped out Rod Stewart. His videos were a big part of the early days of the channel. The video to another song on that Foolish Behavior album, by the way, She Won't Dance With Me, was the third video ever. I mean, everybody remembers the first video played, Video Killed the Radio Star. He was the third. He he made he made videos at the very beginning. You know he was always camera ready, not afraid to smile and be be rod with the camera. So uh, MTV helped him out in the early eighties. Eighty one, he stayed with the synthesizers and the new wave sound for an album called "Tonight I'm Yours," and the title song reached number twenty in the uh, in the U.S. on the Hot One Hundred. And uh, and you remember it if you were watching MTV. This is rock, pop, and roll. Going through the 80s catalog of Rod Stewart, what worked and, and, and what didn't, and how did that help or hurt his standing as a, uh, as a rocker. Early 80s, a lot of that synthesizer stuff. The hits kept coming, although pretty disposable if you look back on them today. A time capsule of the era, really, more than, more than great tunes. Baby Jane became his final UK number one. In 1983, this one made it to number 14 in the United States.
God's voice really carries those songs if you think about it, if you listen to it. And a lot of, I don't know what I'd call generic synth dance pop. But Rod Stewart is blessed with one of those voices that you know who it is the moment he opens his mouth. And nothing wrong with that. That's Baby Jane. We don't want to forget one of the songs from the early 80s, a song called Young Turks. Reached number five. back at the 80s output of, of Rod Stewart. That's probably Young Turks. Maybe the best of that early 80s stuff, in my in my opinion. It was, you know, it was all kind of the, the same sound passion. Tonight I'm yours, Baby Jane, Young Turks. He, he found a sound that gave him some hits. God bless Rod Stewart, but it was not that... Um, it, had, it had changed from what he was in the 70s. And he and he mined that. He kept going to that well until that well was dry. 1984, he got up to number six. He had Jeff Beck back with him playing. I, I didn't know this till I researched this. Jeff Beck was on guitar on this on this top ten hit called Infatuation. Oh no, not again! It hurts so Such an electronic techno synthesizer song. And then we throw Jeff back in there. Spirit showing up out 
infatuation. <laughs> I mean, he had hits with him, right? Uh, that, was, that was top ten. Another top ten song uh, reached it reached number ten was a lukewarm, <laughs> lukewarm tune. It would be uh, kind. Some guys have all the luck in '84. about where I gave up on Rob officially although he would go even sink even lower here I'll, I'll show you in a minute I mean they, all those songs they have that signature Rod Stewart rasp and it was the key right highly recognizable gives even the smoothest generic song a little bit of grit a little that's his gold, his voice. Without his voice on those mid-80s songs, uh, they're pretty weak. So there you go, Rod Stewart. Give him credit for saving that crap. A reunion with Jeff Beck, another reunion with him. This was officially a song credited to uh, Rod and Jeff Beck. Made it to number five on the uh, on the rock chart, number 48 on the Hot 100, a version of Curtis Mayfield's... People get ready. There's Jeff again. They had it. They, they were going to go on tour, but uh, the tour was aborted. I don't know if they got an argument. Failed <laughs> on it or not. But people get ready. It was again. That was a. That was an MTV song. They were on a train, I believe. But who wasn't on a train in a video on MTV back in the eighties? All right, so let's uh, let's get to the very bottom of of what happened to Rod in the eighties, nineteen eighty six. The the <laughs> the absolute uh, worst hit of his of the decade, a Holly Knight, Mike Chapman written song. It would it was number six, man. It got up the charts. People love that Rod Stewart rasp. It was in a Robert Redford movie. Uh, the song was called Love Touch. I want to give you my love, child. 
Come here, baby. Hated that song, Love Touch. It was a hit, though, man. We're reviewing the songs, the good and and the bad, of Rod Stewart in the 80s. Did they help his credibility? Did they hurt it? What is his legacy? And this all goes into uh, part of his legacy and, and his career, Love Touch, 86. Somehow, as rock, pop, and roll takes a look at the 80s output of Rod Stewart, somehow Rod Stewart stumbled onto some rejuvenation and reclaimed a bit of his honor in the late 80s. In 1988, he returned with an album called Out of Order. And interestingly, it was produced by the guitar player from Duran Duran, Andy Taylor, and Bernard Edwards of the band Chic. Oh, freak out. Yeah, Chic. Bernard Edwards uh, added some bass to this album. Uh, Andy Taylor, some guitar playing. Andy Taylor was... um, he had a song called back at that time called Take It Easy. He had left the 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 Duran Durans and gone on his, out on his own and played some crunchy, rather generic L.A. sounding guitar uh, rock and roll. But he liked to turn his guitar up loud. And that helped Rod. And the, the thump of Bernard Edwards helped Rod. A little bit of that four, four, boom, 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 boom sound kept the songs propelled. And uh, they came back with with a couple of hits that really helped Rod. Number three on the rock chart went up to number 12 on the Hot 100. Song called Lost in You. And kind of that thump like um, the 4-4 sound that Belinda Carlisle had with Mad About You. Kind of that same boom, 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 boom in the background. By any means, uh, but uh, uh, return to the uh, a little more the rockin' sound of Rod Stewart had that drum, that '80s slamming gated reverb drum sound going on. Uh, so he followed that up, "Lost in You," with uh, 
one that was also not really not as successful. Number 13 on the rock chart did equal to it on the Hot 100, went up to number 12. Had to give Rod a little bit of credit for mining the Bob Dylan sound. He, he actually, I think, gave Bob Dylan some, some writing credits on this one. Uh, as I said, went up to number 12. You probably remember this video with the little redhead kid as they're driving down the road. Rod doing Forever Young. And in my heart you will remain Forever young Forever young Forever young Forever young Forever young In that 4-4 four, four, boom, 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 boom sound uh, Probably the song off that album that lives the longest i think most people remember remember that one of of any on that album although he did have one even bigger hit than those two uh, those two songs Uh, a tune called my heart can't tell me no went up to went up to number four on the hot 100 the third hit off that album more of the adult contemporary Rod Stewart, but it was, it was a big hit. A little power ballad. So the momentum continued with Rod Stewart's version after uh, this late 80s comeback with, with the Out of Order album. He, uh, he recorded a, a version of Tom Waits' song, Downtown Train, that went to number three on the Hot 100 and uh, hit number one on the rock charts. Watch them as they fall, they all have heart attacks. They stare at the carnival, but they'll never win your back. Will I see you tonight? If you really look back on it, Rod Stewart probably the late '80s was that was his best era, other than maybe the early '70s, early '80s. If you're into the synthesizer pop stuff, the Downtown Train was a good tune, and uh, he was rewarded with uh, some some top five charting success. You're listening to Rock Pop and Roll. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I do appreciate it every time. If you want to go back and listen to some others, uh, check it out wherever you get podcasts, or you can find us at rockpopandroll.com. We've got all the old episodes there looking at great albums from 
the 80s, like Huey Lewis in the News Sports album, uh, Brian Adams in the Reckless album. We look at some underappreciated 80s music. We look at a great catalog songs. If you like Jesse's Girl, other songs that you like from Rick Springfield, we've got all those podcasts available. So check those out. Uh, well worth digging into the catalog. In the 90s, Rod had a couple of more hits, including the Motown song. Instead of chasing the rock and roll, he put out albums that were a little easier, smoother, and maybe that was a smart thing for him. He went back and did a song that he had done before. This time he did it with Ronald Isley of the Isley Brothers, a song called This Old Heart of Mine. So beyond that, as he went on, not, not not so many hits. He chased the hits and the sounds of the time for the '80s, and and it was rewarded with hits. Uh, but he put out he put out some albums after all these that were smoother. Probably a, a smart thing for him to do. He found some success with that American Songbook catalog, but his credibility waned a little bit. His concerts, from all accounts. 80s 90s and beyond still brought some of the energy he played in vegas for a while he still trots out hot legs and maggie may and the rest of his catalog but it's the curious case of rod the mod a singular voice who turned out to be more chameleon than that of a rock dinosaur as a rock artist though his catalog that gets played on classic rock stations that place where he might be expected to still live is mostly relegated to the playing of that Maggie May tune and an occasional deep cut like every picture tells a story. Odd and sad, really. Because he's got some stuff that's worth listening to. The lighter classic hit stations might play some of the disco-fied Rod a little bit. But curiously, Rod's not the backbone of any radio station. He's more a name and a legend than he is uh, anything coming out of the speaker. His voice is recognizable. You get that. But he doesn't get played that much. Somehow, his canon of songs is oddly forgotten. Criminally or not. He made his choices. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Subscribe to Rock, Pop, and Roll on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love you for it. Find us on Twitter at 80s Rock, Pop, Roll. You can email me, rockpoprollpodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, come on, tell somebody. Share it with a fan of 80s Pop and Rock and roll. Spread the love. Now we want to end with a one last fact. It's actually two last facts. It's bonus material. Bonus, boys. Here we go. Did you know that Rod Stewart's last number one song was not a duet? It was not by himself. It was Three Legends. And we're not going to play it because it <laughs> not my favorite, but it was number one. His final number one was a song called All for Love with Brian Adams and Sting from the Three Musketeers soundtrack. You remember that song. I've tried to forget it. 
rock, pop, and roll. I'm Rob. Hey, thanks for listening. We're going to leave you today to play us out is one of the great 80s rock and roll bands in the uh, in the vein of the faces, actually. Kind of a throwback to them. We leave you with the hard-rocking Georgia Satellites doing a take on Rod Stewart from their debut album back in 1986. I've always loved this version. Turn it up. Rock it out. It's Dan Baird and the Satellite with Every Picture Tells a Story to take us home. Thanks for listening. See you next time. I'm Rob. Wait a minute. Be good to each other. listening to rock pop and roll